Welcome, everyone, to St. Timothy Church and to the 11th annual Blue Mass. The Blue Mass is our annual opportunity to recognize you, the women and men who protect and serve as first responders in law enforcement, firefighting, and emergency medical service to those in great need. We gather today to thank you. We raise you up to God in prayer, regardless of your particular religious beliefs, and to ask Almighty God to watch over you, to care for you, to protect you, the way a father watches over and cares for and protects his children. At its core, the Blue Mass is a celebration of faith, a faith that is often tested by the darker side of human life. Fortunately, our faith firmly assures us that God saves us from the darkness of the world. As John's Gospel reminds us, greater love than this no one has than to lay down his life for his friends. Today we remember our fallen brothers and sisters whose memories we honor today, who laid down their lives with the ultimate loving sacrifice. We pray for them and their families, and we also pray for you, the living, that none of us or you will ever have to make that ultimate sacrifice in the service that you continue to render. St. Timothy and St. Timothy Knights of Columbus are pleased to continue with the tradition of the Blue Mass in the Diocese of Columbus. Let us all now join together to honor our police, firefighters, emergency medical services, and all first responders to ask God's blessing to keep them safe and to guide them in their duties.
Everyone is encouraged and welcome to join in singing our processional hymn, Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory, which can be found on page three of your program.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you came to gather the nations into the peace of God's kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you come in word and sacrament to strengthen us in holiness. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you will come in glory with salvation for your people. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. O God, who have revealed that peacemakers ought to be called your children, grant, we pray, that we may work without ceasing to establish that justice, which alone ensures true and lasting peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Put to death, then, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. By these, you too once conducted yourselves when you lived in that way. But now, you must put them all away. Anger, fury, malice, slander and obscene language out of your mouths. Stop lying to one another, since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed for knowledge in the image of its creator. (laughs) 
Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, And when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now. For you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So 
we can say that um, there's a lot of blue in the rendered blood. <laughs> so, thank for this opportunity for me, too. This is a great opportunity to pray. And on this day that is so solemn, again, coming from New York, the day of September 11, 2001, just plays over and over and over again in my head as in so many others. We think of those who lost their lives, those who gave their lives on that day. I'll never forget some of the scenes as with the brand new bishop there, we went into the office and you could see the from the distance, this, this, the, the, the Manhattan skyline and the smoke coming from the from towers. I remember how eerie it was on that day. Basically, the roads were all closed except that you would see police cars and fire trucks. And this is from Manhattan, from the immediate area, just going along Sunrise Highway, making their way into the city. People who was evacuating people out of the city, men and women who were making their way in. Suffice to say, certain. Apart from that, I've had too many, I've presided over too many funerals. Police officers and firefighters on Long Island, not just from that day, but from other acts of great courage. So, the fact that we get together to pray is very, very And the sacrifices that you make every single day for our well-being means more than you can ever know. I'm not just talking about the big sacrifices, the acts of great courage, those we know about all too well. But I'm talking about some of the little things you might say. The day-to-day, -day, going out and facing whatever needs to be faced, so that we might be safe. Not only so that we might be safe, but so that we might live lives, and live healthy lives and good lives. Whenever I think of some of the things we do as a church, some of our processions, whenever I look around at our life in different parishes and encounter police officers who are watching over us, firefighters who are keeping their eyes open. It's, it's not just keeping law and order, but it's allowing us to live fully, to exercise some of our um, greatest uh, moments. So we thank you for that. You know, St. Paul is writing to the Colossians. We've been reading these days from the letter to the Colossians, and we get to a point today where this reading you just heard is actually proclaimed as one of the possible options on Easter Sunday morning. This is an Easter reading. After all, St. Paul says, you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. St. Paul then goes through all of the realities. St. Paul is a realist. He doesn't live in a land of make-believe. Nor does he propose Christianity as a land of make-believe. He is a realist. 
The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is incredibly important to us as Christians precisely because we live in the real world. And so, St. Paul is telling us that indeed there is going to be suffering on this earth. That indeed there is sin. That indeed there is violence. And we see those acts all too often. There is violence. There is death. And yet, what we know is that even these realities that surround us, none of them is the final answer. None of those is the final the end of the story. But we believe that the core of who we are is that there is something greater. There is a greater power at work. That's what brings us here to church, right? There is a greater power at work. But that this great power, this God of love, of mercy, also instills in us something greater. <clears throat> We're not about violence and sin, but there's something inside of us that overcomes even that. And that is a gift that has been given to us by God. And so that something greater is ultimately going to be victorious. Friends, we see that every single time somebody lives their life not for themselves alone, but for God and other people. We see that something greater emerging over and beyond the powers of selfishness, of sin, and of death. We see that something greater every time people, moms and dads, sons and daughters, your elderly parents, people who go beyond themselves to live for somebody else. And we see it in your courage and in your generosity and in your devotion, your, your, your fidelity to lives of service for the greater community. There's something more, something greater, something deeper. And we all see it in the way that you exercise your vocation. We see it, you know, it, um, I, I could talk about the police officers, but uh, also amongst the fire departments, the, 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 the different um, companies that watch over. Again, they're doing some of their greatest work, but we don't even see them, right? And yet, even that vigilance, and yet ready to respond in moments. Something wonderful. So this is what Jesus is talking about in the Sermon on the Plain, as he's there with his disciples, the people who had come to hear from him, people who are hungering for that something more. The people in Jesus' day, they had that sense. They had that sense that there's something more. And they had that sense of what Jesus is saying in these Beatitudes. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who mourn for now. Blessed are you who hunger and thirst. Blessed are you for righteousness. Blessed are you who are peacemakers. Blessed are you who suffer. Because what he's saying is you're recognizing these people came to him 
he must be dealing with something new to them. This is who they were. And he was getting, he was touching into those feelings, those experiences. And he was saying, you know there's something more, something deeper. You know it, and you live it. What he was saying to the crowd on the plane, he said to us today, Blessed are you who seek after that something more. Because I'm going to give it to you. Because your life now is hidden with me in God. And so we take all his right to say, we put those things behind us so that we can show the China light on what is good, on what is holy, and on what is like. We pray tonight, we pray for all who are watching over us and protecting us, even now. And we ask God to receive into his eternal rest, not only those who have given their lives in the line of duty, but those who have gone before us. And we ask the Lord to gather, to keep them within us, those bonds of friendship, of respect. We raise our hearts and voices to God in hopeful prayer. For our brothers and sisters in need, that we may recognize their need and generously serve them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all first responders who are called to a special service for God's people in their hour of need, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, hear our prayer. For the first responders' families, may their commitment and support never waver. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among our nations, that God may rid the world of violence, and let us serve him in freedom. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Our brothers and sisters in the armed forces, that God may watch over and protect them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died especially all first responders who have died during the past year, that those who mourn them will be comforted in their grief. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. For the intentions that we hold in our hearts. <coughs> we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayers. Generous and loving God, from the very beginning you have shown yourself to be a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and steadfast in love and faithfulness. Help us to imitate your abiding compassion by our willingness to forgive all those who hurt us. Kindly give us those graces whereby we willingly seek to be reconciled with all those who caused us pain. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. May the saving sacrifice of your Son, the King of Peace, offered under sacramental signs that signify peace and unity, strengthen, we pray, O Lord, Conquered among all your children, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For we praise you as the God of creation, as the Father of Jesus the Savior of the world, in whose image we seek to live. He loved the children of the lands he walked, and enriched them with his witness of justice and truth. He lived and died that we might be reborn in the Spirit and filled with love for all people. And so, with hearts full of love, we join the angels today and every day of our lives to sing your glory as we acclaim. we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. 
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Robert, our Bishop, and all the clergy. <clears throat> Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and Pray from every evil, 
graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other this sign of peace. takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. (laughs) Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, the spirit of charity, so that sustained by the body and blood of your only begotten Son, we may be effective in nurturing among all the peace that he has left us, lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Seated. We will now hear from Father Leo Connolly. Father Connolly serves as a pastor at St. Cecilia. He is also chaplain to the Franklin County Sheriff's Office, the Columbus Police, and the Columbus Fire. Welcome, Father Connolly. I appreciate your patience. As you may see, I'm experiencing some physical problems in terms of um, my SI joint and ankle, so I'm moving um, kind of slow. A few hours ago, I was dressed a little bit differently. I was in, uh, you just heard uh, my introduction about the various agencies for which I serve as a chaplain, and I was asked to pray as a chaplain for the Columbus Fire at a memorial service for the city of Columbus that took place at Veterans Memorial um, at noontime um, today. And so when um, I got there, uh, some of the members of the other agencies were asking me why I was dressed like I was or whatever. (laughs) After that, I went home, and a little bit after getting home, I received a call, a surprise call, stating that the person who was supposed to be standing here doing this isn't able to do it, so could I come up with something um, for the blue mass? And then, uh, so then I changed and came, and I, and then underneath there, I have my sheriff's uniform, which uh, one of the deputy chiefs from the CPD said, that's your second strike. <laughs> You, re- you may remember the great story, A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Well, um, the other day also, um, uh, by the way, uh, um, I should have acknowledged Sheriff Baldwin and um, Deputy Chiefs, um, Chief um, Quinlan and uh, Deputy Chiefs, my brothers and sisters in the fire service, um, those uh, in law enforcement agencies, all first responders, and all in the criminal justice system. It's my honor to be here today. As I mentioned, I have, so I have some mobility issues, but I was told, the, uh, or asked, or really told, um, <laughs> by a certain chief deputy from the sheriff's office to be at Ohio Stadium at 1140 this past Saturday. And I was given a few hints as to what it was about, but I had no idea what exactly was going to go on. And so because of these mobility problems, um, I did find out that I was going to have to walk out onto the field at some point. And like I said, it was the best of times, was the worst of times. (laughs) 
It was a good time, but the worst of time was, I hope to God I don't fall and make a fool of myself <laughs> in front of 101,000 people. But uh, as uh, uh, I went out there, um, I did make it through. Uh, I didn't fall. And it was a very touching moment. Also, this afternoon was the best of times and it was the worst of times because while being honored to be asked to speak, then all of a sudden it hit me, we have a new bishop. So I was a little bit nervous about, okay, what am I going to say in front of uh, our new bishop? (laughs) And then what am I going to say after I've already been roasted by these people who are wearing guns and and indeed have uh, uh, kind of, uh, how could I say, roasting of each other or whatever. In a more serious note, though, on September the 11th, 2001, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Of course, whenever we think of that date, we immediately think of the worst of times. We remember where we were that day. And the videos constantly playing before us of what we were watching unfold live for us through the marvels of modern technology. And we kept on asking questions and responding with all sorts of feelings and the like. And now it's hard to believe that it is 18 years later and we still can remember exactly where we were and many of the feelings that we were experiencing and the sights that we were looking at. And yet, how it was the worst of times. But even in the worst of times, I'm a firm believer that even good couldn't come out of it. And as the bishop mentioned in his homily, we are now aware some 18 years later of so many stories of so many heroes. And indeed, many of them were first responders. But over the years, I've also had the opportunity to hear stories of those who were in the building when the planes crashed into the building in New York and the experience that they had and that total um, wonderment, what do we do? And they were given various instructions, do this, don't do that, or whatever. But more often than not, there was not that scurrying to save oneself, but there was that sense that they were in it together. We heard so powerfully, again, as um, Bishop Brennan mentioned in his homily through the words of St. Paul. That indeed there is unity. We are one. Indeed, we are all made in the image of one another. We indeed are one first responders and non-first responders, civilian and military. All of us share 
the human condition. And in the worst of circumstances, the best of us came out. Indeed, we have been very good at uh, thanking our first responders. But, and I don't know why I was chosen as a chaplain to be the one standing in Ohio Stadium the other day. And I don't know why I'm the one that is here speaking today on behalf of the law enforcement community. But if I may be so bold, on their behalf, on my behalf, I'd like to thank all of those, all of our civilians and others who also are heroes for indeed not thinking of self, but thinking of the other, who indeed even came to the aid of those first responders to make sure, too, they were taken care of. I don't know whether you know this, and I know I was ordered to keep it to 10 minutes. I think I got 30 seconds. <laughs> but I don't know if you know this, but and I, we can talk about this here, fortunately, because we're in a place of prayer. But the first casualty, casualty number one of the World Trade Center is Father Michael Judge, a Franciscan priest who was chaplain for the fire department of New York, who was with the command staff at the base of the towers that morning as they were trying to figure out exactly how to respond to this overwhelming tragedy. He knew that this was the worst of the worst. And he began to pray, walking back and forth in prayer. And the tower came down, and he was crushed to death. And the firefighters uh, picked up his body, took it to the nearby Catholic church, and laid it in front of the altar, the altar of sacrifice. Indeed, people ask, where was God that day? God is the one who leads us into the kingdom of heaven. We heard the words earlier, take this and eat. This is my body. Take this and drink. This is the chalice of my blood. Take, do this in memory of me. Father Judge celebrated those mysteries and was the one who led those who were killed in line to the glory of the kingdom of heaven. It didn't matter who you were, what department you were with, what your uh, nationality was, what your faith was, or, but simply because you were creatures of God. Thanks to all of you. Thank you, Father Connolly. Please stand for a reading of the roll. Each year we lose between 140 and 160 officers to line of duty deaths. We know that each officer's death causes a rippling effect of trauma and grief throughout families, throughout agencies, and throughout our communities. We also know that these that there are critical incidents every day in America where our firefighters and police officers witness tragedy or engage suspects in battles for their lives. 
Today we honor these brave souls for paying the ultimate sacrifice, and we remember them forever. The following Ohio heroes who lost their lives within the last year will now be recognized and never forgotten. Firefighter Daniel Joseph Lucius. Carroll Township Fire and EMS. End of watch, November 15, 2018. Police Officer Dale James Woods. Colerain Township Police Department. End of watch, January 7, 2019. Deputy William Lee Brewer, Claremont County Sheriff's Office. End of watch, February 2nd, 2019. And now please be, ser- be seated as we hear Amazing Grace performed by the Columbus Police and Fire Pipes and Drums.
falls to me to say just a few words of thanks to all of those in uniform, to all the musicians, to all those who participate in this celebration. We are most grateful for your presence. This is our 11th annual Blue Mass here at St. Timothy Church. The first three, we didn't have a bishop. The last eight, we've had a bishop. We're most grateful to welcome Bishop Brennan to his first experience. I think I can honestly say it's the fullest experience we've had of just about everything. So it's either you bringing them or the tradition of 11 years. I want to thank all those who are in uniform for the future. Some of you will notice there are scouts sitting among the congregation. They've also helped to kind of keep order among things. It's kind of hard to keep order with those who keep order, you know. (laughs) But they've done a fine job with that. And then also I want to mention our seminarians who are in a different sort of uniform. Most grateful that they are present along with my brother priests and deacons. To all of those who are in uniform, we want to let you know that after the Mass, we want you to go outside and down to the lower parking lot, which has been kept empty for the annual picture there. To all the rest and to all of us, once the picture is done, we invite you to the cafeteria for a a little celebration to continue with this. Once again, we give you thanks for your presence among us. Everyone is invited to uh, sing and join in singing the closing hymn, which is We Are Called. It can be found on page seven of your program. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen. May he look upon you with kindness and grant you his peace. Amen. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God.
by the sun. Quick march. 